Hi, this is Christy with the Laugh or Die podcast where we talk about everything true crime. Maybe it's murders, maybe it's unsolved mysteries, maybe it's even the occult. Today I want to talk about a case that's been unsolved in Nashville for 20 years. It's the case of missing girl Tabitha Tudors. She's about 13 years old, and she goes missing on her way to the bus in East Nashville. Now, it started out like any other day. Her father, I think, got up. Her mother got up about 6 a.m. to get ready for her to go to work. Dad got up around 7 for him to get ready to go to work. He leaves her watching television and getting ready for uh, the bus. Around 7.30, they think she walked to the bus station, or the bus stop, which is only, from where her house is, a block. Maybe a block and some change, so it's just up the road. And the mom had always said, you know, if nobody is, uh, no other kids are waiting at this bus stop, walk another block to the one on 15th. Just so there's always people around you, you're not alone. So, that, and again, that's great motherly advice to give. So... Tabitha gets to the nearest bus stop. No one's there. So she walks to the next one, hoping to catch that next bus. And that was the last time that Tabitha was ever seen. Now, according to Metro Police, uh, like I said, they thought she left her house at uh, 1312 Lillian Street in East Nashville. It's around 730 on April 29th, 2003. And uh, intersection of 14th and Boscobel. And if she walked up, then it would have been 15th Ave- uh, Street in Boscobel. And she did not board the bus. She did not attend school. Now, when Tabitha didn't return home, her parents freaked out because that was not like her. So her, they knew something was wrong. So they notified the police. They went to the school. School found it. And you said, oh, she never showed up. She was, she's not been in school all day. Notified the police, volunteers, neighbors were out scouring the area to try to find her to see if there was any sign of this 13-year-old girl. They came up empty-handed. Now, a little fact about Tabitha Tudor. She was born February 15, 1990. She's got two older siblings, a brother and a sister. Straight-A student, perfect attendance record, real attached to her mom, so much so that she would sleep in their room. Like, she'd go to sleep in her own room. But then she'd wind up every night in her parents' room asleep at the foot of the bed. That was just normal. Very doting child. Now, a few people saw her before she vanished. There was a man, and there was a separate woman, neighbors, that saw her walking down the street, going to the bus stop. I think probably even waved, maybe. And then a classmate, one or two classmates saw her as well. Now, one 11-year-old boy said that he saw a red car, and there was a black male in it, about 30 to 40 years old, with a baseball cap on. And she, red car, and said that uh, he stopped. She got in the car with him. He turned, did a U-turn in the street, going up the hill the other way. And that's the last that he saw of him. He didn't recognize the the person that picked her up. He was a stranger. Uh, Dogs. uh, People are like, oh, well, we don't know if that's really what happened. We don't know if we trust this eyewitness. I get it. Eyewitnesses are wrong a lot of times. But dogs tracked her scent down, back up, and then looking like it's going to go down an alley, which... 
friend said, oh, she would never go down that alley by herself. And that was in between 14th and 15th Avenue, exactly like what this kid is saying. And everyone said that, that saw her, said she was reading some papers. They think it was like a good report card, so she was all proud of herself. But she didn't seem to be in a hurry, and she wasn't looking for anybody. Now, the boy's story hasn't been confirmed, but and some investigators doubt the credibility. But, like I said, the tracker dogs traced that scent on a, a, that's a very similar path that was described that little boy. And boys, oh my gosh, and... She never got on the bus. She never arrived at Bailey Middle School, which was only two miles away. Her parents, like I said, contacted the school. She'd been absent. They reported her missing around 6 o'clock. She didn't have a history of running away. And her parents did not think that she would do that. She wouldn't want to leave her home. She was active in the choir at Eastland Baptist Church. And there was no evidence she had a boyfriend. Now, they did find a little note in her room that was like, TDT and MTL, which her initials were TDT. And if you're a teenager, you've always written down like a guy's name or like that person plus that person. And the person might not even know you exist. So they couldn't figure out who MTL is. And I'm like, it's probably somebody she's got a crush on. I wouldn't give that a second thought at all. I don't think she ran away because she had plans in a couple of weeks after this to go to Six Flags. What kid doesn't want to go to Six Flags, right? And this was in Louisville. And uh, she was really excited about the trip. If she left on her own, she didn't take anything with her. Her clothes were still there. Her makeup was there. She even left $20. Like, any money she had in cash was there. Now, authorities, of course, they want to treat her because of her age like a runaway. But now they believe that she was abducted, which I think pretty much everybody assumes she was abducted. Her parents and siblings were all investigated, and they all had alibis. None of them were seen as suspects after they were, you know, talked to. Tabitha, at the time, had a sister, uh, still has a sister, had a sister that had a boyfriend who happened to be black, and I think, I'm hearing, had a red car or didn't have a red car. But when the police looked into him, he had an alibi. They didn't suspect him at all, either. Parents said she would never willingly get into a car with anyone other than a family member. Now, again, teenagers have little sides to them that you don't know about because, you know, she had gone with some friends to the public library, which is not too far from where she lives, and they would get on computers and get into chat rooms. Well, we all know that people in chat rooms are not always who they say they're going to be. So that's frightening to think there's some creep out there that might be po posing as like a great guy or, you know, some other similar age boy. And then, whoop, you meet him in real person. And maybe she gave him her address, told him what school she goes to. But that's crazy. Uh, there was a guy who is some sort of relation to the mom. I think it's like a aunts something anyway the, she's got a tattoo shop and this man came into the tattoo shop and said that she, he'd seen her getting to a green car I'm like well you waited long enough to say something so there's like is it a red car is it a green car is it this is it that so there are some people of interest there and I think the guy had to have known Tabitha either in chat rooms or in real life had to know where she was going, where she went to school, what her routine was. And, I mean, 
This is East Nashville. It's kind of off the, you know, beaten path. You don't just come off the interstate and get on there. He's got to be pretty familiar with the area. So he's got to have some ties to it. Either live there, know somebody that lives there. There's a guy named Juan, who was 19 at the time. And supposedly she used to go off and smoke cigarettes with him. But he had an alibi. And the woman that had said, oh, you need to look at him, found out that she had embellished the story. So he wasn't really looked at as being... A person. Now there was a man who was arrested for trying to uh, lure an 11 year old girl into his car four months before Tabitha disappeared. Uh, looked at as a person of interest because of the nature of the crime he, he was charged with uh, because he alleged the incident happened a few blocks from Tabitha but no evidence was found connecting him to her and he was eventually taken off of the suspect list. Now there's a dude named Millard Earl Smith. He had a motorcycle, and sometimes he would get girls on, or kids on, and ride them around, but then take them and rape them. He looks creepy as fuck in his picture. He is massive creeper. He may not have abducted her, but he's done some shady crap, you can tell just by looking at him. Well, he lives in West Tennessee somewhere now, but they, like, he's a person of interest, but they you know, haven't nailed anything on him. Another suspect was provided by a prison snitch who uh, accused a fellow cellmate of confessing to her abduction and murder and a message scratched in a window. But the lead failed to go anywhere and they just figured it was a hoax. Now, more recently, uh, oh, I say more recently, like a couple of years later, in October 30th of 2003, a trucker reported possibly seeing her in Linton, Indiana. Now, the trucker saw a girl accompanied by a man and another teenage girl. The girl looked a lot like Tabitha and appeared to be anxious and afraid. Later, when he saw a missing persons flyer of Tabitha, he realized, oh my God, that girl I just saw resembles this girl. Um, he uh, you know, tried to get in contact with the police. And a hotel clerk in that same city said they saw a girl that resembled Tabitha. And, uh, again, with a man with another teenage girl, but then those sightings haven't been confirmed. August 19th of 2003, almost five months after she disappeared, an 11-year-old girl named Heaven Ross disappeared on her way to school in Northport, Alabama. Uh, they thought it was maybe very similar to this, uh, with both of them being picked up before they go to school. Both of them had similar appearances, uh, Heaven had like light-colored hair, possibly abducted in the morning as she's going off to school. They thought there might be a possible connection, but then, but except for the distance, but then there's been no evidence that's connected the two cases together. And uh, they actually, sadly, found her remains, Heaven, in Holt, Alabama, three years after her disappearance. But her murder remains unsolved. And that's what's so scary. Like, you hope that she's okay. You hope that she's just somewhere, you know. But again, you know, how horrible... You hear these stories of people that have dungeons in their house. You know, that one guy that had his daughter in a house and made her have babies. Those kind of things are frightening. And it's scary to think that people out there are like that. And it's like, I'm not sure which is worse. Her finding out that she's dead or finding out that she's a prisoner somewhere... Uh, at least it would be good to know that she's alive and could possibly escape. And now Tabitha's case still remains unsolved. 
investigators aren't sure what happened to her, but they are definitely sure that she's in danger, that there's something nefarious is going on. So a while back, I think it was 2014, forgive me on the, the dates, but a police issued two warrants, one for a seven-acre wooded property and a small house in Hickman County, and another one for a property in Dixon. So a police detective said that a man who owned the property on Back Piney Road in 2003 also owned an RV that they thought looked similar to one in this storage place in Dixon. Uh, and they thought that guy would be a man of interest. The property uh, is in Bonacqua, and they found that it was owned by Albert Franklin Jr., who owned it for almost eight months in 2003. Now, the storage company where the RV is, a Bruce Perry company, an employee said, I, you're looking up the wrong tree. This is this can't be him. This is who you're looking for. She's the assistant manager at the time. She said, they served a search warrant for us for a mobile home in back. That wasn't here five minutes. They wasn't here five minutes. Let me talk the way she does. I don't think it had anything useful for them because they've been back there so long. It's damaged by children, so I don't think they got anything out of it. Sorry, Lori, if I'm butchering your accent. Uh, the RV had been rotting away in a junkyard behind the place for about 10 years, and she thought the owner was deceased. But Franklin's name came up as a suspect a while back. Uh, he had owned a bar in East Nashville called Mustang Sally's. Uh, he's currently serving a 37-year sentence for a federal firearm and drug charge from back in 2010. Not dead, alive, in jail. So Hickman County, it's about like 60 miles away from Nashville. Not very big. I think 25,000 people if it's got that many. Uh, and that's for the whole county. Um, tips brought law enforcement to Bonacqua on the theory that she might have been there in 2003. They think around that time frame. And you're talking one of those properties, six acres of very wooded, uh, rugged land and a small house that was on the property that was abandoned and dilapidated. Now they checked also, I don't know if it was that plot of land or another plot that had at one time a pig pen and they searched it, but they did not find any remains. And that's another thing too. You know, pigs, you could throw something, anything in a pig pen. And unless it's metal, they're going to eat it all. And they're going to eat it quickly. And if it's been enough time, you're not going to find anything. It's so sad. Again, I hope of all hopes that she is alive. I'm going to post some pictures. Uh, if you recognize her at all, if you know anything, even as insignificant as you think it could be, let somebody know. There's also age progression photos. Uh, the case was first released on August 31st of 2022 on an episode of Unsolved Mysteries podcast. And it was also profiled on America's Most Wanted and Disappeared. So if you want to check out more, check out those shows and that podcast. And again, if you know anything, by all means, give any law enforcement near you a call or FBI. Let's get these kids home safe. Thanks. Hope you like this podcast. If you do, Click on subscribe, uh, come back and see me. If you're watching on YouTube, click on the little bell and I'll let you know when I've got another episode out and my dog may be here as well. But again, thank you for listening. Come back and see me.